Welcome to episode 53 of the Search with Canada podcast, recorded on Friday the 20th of March 2020. My name is Mark Williams-Cook, and today we're joined by VP of SEO and Content at Software Marketplace G2, startup mentor, writer of the TechBound newsletter, and host of the TechBound Conversations podcast, Kevin Indig, and we're going to be talking about digital marketing during COVID-19. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Um, so I was just uh, talking to Kevin uh, before we started this recording, and I only just noticed, actually, uh, Search with Candor is now a year old. So we've just passed our, this is our 53rd episode. So we've just passed the year, which is, I feel, another another milestone for us that we've kept going. Uh, Kev- Kevin, you're um, tech uh, tech Conversations, Tech Bound Conversations podcast. How long has that been going for? Uh, man, I've started um, a couple of months ago. I would say last year, September, I recorded the first episode. Then I waited until I had five. And now, yeah, so it's, I'd say it's like half the year now. And uh, it's not, there's no kind of regular cadence when it comes out. It kind of, well, it comes out when it comes out. <laughs> so what, what's your, uh, for those that haven't uh, heard of you, so again, uh, Kevin is one of those people who, uh, I've been lucky enough to have contact with uh, over the past probably couple of years. I've, I've had conversations with him briefly on Twitter. He's a part of a technical SEO uh, group that, that I contribute to regularly. Kevin, do you just want to give uh, listeners that haven't heard of you a quick uh, background of, of who you are, what you do? Absolutely. And thanks for the kind words, Mark. Um, so I'm currently, again, the VP of SEO and content at G2. Um, I uh, was the head of SEO at Atlassian before, the makers of Jira, Confluence, and Trello. Um, and yeah, I've, I'm, I've been out in the SEO space for about 10 years. Now I'm focused on topics beyond SEO. It's also lots of content marketing, some inbound channels. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, I've been just out and about. I write on my uh, personal site, kevin com. Uh, contribute to other sites um, and yeah I think that's that's most you need to know about me otherwise uh, google my name and you'll find something yeah I was just gonna say you are you are in a lot of different places at once you're one of those people who I who I kind of see you pop up and I'm just like how does this person have have time to do, to do this <laughs> uh, so yeah Kevin's not hard to find uh, if, if you google him so today's uh, today's episode, we, we may go slightly, I guess, outside the realms of what we'd normally talk about because we're normally hyper-focused on SEO and PPC. And I thought it would be good to do an episode around, you know, still focused around search, but around digital marketing while, um, you know, the, the country, the world is, is and businesses are dealing with the uh, fallout with the results of coronavirus, of covid um, so, you know, personally, as as most of our listeners will know, you know, I, I run an agency uh, and we do a lot of web and digital marketing work. And we've seen a whole range of um, impacts business wise. So, you know, the majority of businesses, as I'm sure everyone has has seen, uh, have 
are facing some kind of struggle or hardship in terms of this. We've worked with some companies in training and event sectors who obviously have been completely shut down, which were followed by uh, places like uh, restaurants and uh, cafes and clubs, again, who who we deal with. And at the other end of the scale, we have actually got some e-commerce clients where, you know, net, obviously, this is a bad thing for everyone. But in terms of their business and online traffic, they have actually seen uh, increases. Uh, and this is actually, Kevin, something you were saying. So with G2, you've actually seen some of your, your categories spiking, right? So you, you're actually getting more traffic. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I personally believe that we're at the very beginning of, I want to say a new internet, or let's say the next step in the internet evolution uh, might sound a bit bold, um, but the numbers that we're seeing uh, on our marketplace for searches for software like video conferencing, um, audio conferencing, but also stuff like telemedicine, um and uh, vpns voice over ips um those kind of conferences it's absolutely stunning uh e-notary e-signature webinar software um and i mean it makes perfect sense right people are at home and you need to kind of keep keep business afloat as good as possible but i believe that we're on the kind of verge to a kind of to the next step in an evolution because now everybody thinks about how they can provide their services remotely. So of course, again, like uh, doctors are in high demand, psychologists, counseling, uh, but it's gonna be very exciting to see what other industries are going to try to provide services online. And again, like I think uh, fitness instructors, um, cooking teachers, tutors, online learning, those are also industries that are gonna be absolutely blowing up because not only are people at home and um, again, try to, entertain themselves and educate themselves um but they're also trying to like uh, make use of the time so you have more time you have more internet usage and you have kind of the the same demands that people had before and i think that mix kind of is is what we're seeing the very beginning of right now and of course also at g2 mm, so that's really interesting um when you talk about making that next leap because that's i think something you see uh, both in kind of business and nature which is you know these leaps are normally made when there is this external pressure that kind of forces these changes that would otherwise be, you know, painful at the best of times. I think what's interesting now, obviously, as a as a software company, you know, kind of software companies were always front of my mind for companies that might not be as badly effective, uh, affected as, as other types of business. There were ones that um, weren't well, it came a little bit as a, as a surprise to me, but made perfect sense. So you mentioned about fitness instructors there. So I've got friends working um, in the in the kind of e-com sector for home fitness, and they said they're completely sold out of, you know, kettlebells, dumbbells, treadmills. So I assume everyone's going to come out of quarantine, like really hench <laughs> and in like the best condition of their life, or, or whether it's going to be people buy all this stuff and then we all just kind of devolve into you know eating doritos on the, on the sofa um <laughs> i think it, it's worth mentioning uh I'll, I'll mention it now so obviously i have unfortunately seen a lot of people get made redundant um during this uh last week or so and a lot of people working in marketing i did put this out on my uh linkedin and, and twitter that's the only place i've put it at the moment um i am offering a free day of seo training if you've been made redundant and you want to sort of learn seo and uh kind of upskill uh if you go to twitter.com forward slash 
uh, my slightly embarrassing username, which is the Tapper Boy, which is T H E T A F F E R B O Y. It's my pin tweet. There's a little form there. Fill it in. I'll get in contact with you, and we'll sort out some some video training. So, Kevin, my uh, my question for you then, uh, which is probably on the front of many business owners' minds, um, you know, if they haven't done much or they haven't done anything yet, what's the first things businesses should be doing now in in this you know in this time? Yeah. So the very first thing is to realize that people are in shock. This is an a situation we've never seen before ever. Um, and something that is, that can be pretty disturbing for some people, right? Like it's a, it's a really distortion of reality. So people are in actual shock. So I do believe that there is a sort of kind of initial dip where business goes down tremendously. And I think that dip has probably started about a week ago, maybe 10 days ago, and will continue depending on how quickly things change, right? So if from now on, I mean, I'm currently in Germany, uh, you're in England, um, I assume that most listeners to, to this podcast live in a country that is that is kind of being shut down to the degree that people have to stay inside except for emergencies and groceries. And, you know, like if we stay at this stage of containment and self-quarantine, then I think people will kind of slowly recover from the shock, accept the new reality and will be slightly more open towards business. If, for example, you know, we see this taken even more extreme measures or the situation gets more extreme, then that prolongs the shock. Now, first, that's that's kind of the first thing, right? Like businesses have to accept that. The second thing is businesses have to segment their customer base. I do believe that we're going to be in a recession. And I, I read a couple of articles um, and documents about marketing and business during recessions. And the first thing that you need to understand is that not maybe all your customer segments or customer groups might pull back their business or their money, right? So in, in essence, you have probably three to four different customer groups. There is one which is extremely affected by the recession or by the downturn, and they will you will lose those clients, right? And there's another group that is slightly impacted but can still kind of uh, get along and cope. Then there's a third group that is pretty wealthy and is not as affected. For them, it's business as usual. And then there's a fourth group that doesn't care about what's happening, right? They just spend, they kind of live for today and not for tomorrow. Uh, and those will probably also um, retain as customers. And you have to ask yourself, you know, which of those segments does my product appeal to most? And am I kind of a low cost or high cost solution? Right, so the classic kind of example that I came across was that, um, you know, kind of the, the luxury car salesman who now um, kind of gets a couple of cheaper cars, but by doing that kind of, um, you know, kind of destroys his image with the luxury buyers who still have enough money. So first, again, like to kind of recap real quick, like first accept the people are, or your customers might be in shock. So take a deep breath, you know, like don't panic. The second thing is understand your customers very deeply and how their spending might be affected. And then third is to not make rapid changes to your business, but rather see how you can position yourself in that situation as either a partner or again, as somebody who sells to people who are not affected by the situation anyway. And then you kind of focus on those. 
here's some really good advice there. The it was interesting you're saying about changing your business because I've seen quite a few businesses adopt some pretty extreme strategies to uh, still stay in contact with their client, uh, with their customers, with their client base, or actually to still in some form provide provide their uh, their service. So I I, I had here a, a tweet saved uh, by a chap called Ryan Brooks who just said. Uh, a bar in my neighborhood is delivering entire liters of their pre-mixed margaritas for $25 and you get a complimentary roll of toilet paper with with your purchase and it's really starting to feel like there are no rules anymore. Um, and <laughs> I, obviously, I really liked that. Um, and, you know, there's lots of restaurants that have been delivering exactly what you said. I've seen uh, yoga classes now being delivered uh, online as well. Um, what are what are your thoughts on what are some of the strategies that businesses uh, can use to keep going at this time? If if they're kind of direct, you know, bread and butter, this is our business. That's that's really that's really effective. I think half at it. Do whatever you can do. Um, delivery, uh, online customer acquisition, and also inventory. So um, what I mean by that is that I see a lot of, for example, um, offline retailers that sell fashion and clothes. And some of them are smart enough to take pictures of their inventory and then send that over via via mail, right? So that is still a way to to sell to your customers. But you have to, again, like bring your inventory online if you don't. And lots of small retailers and small businesses do not. And then um, communicate to them that you can deliver and still serve them in some way, whether that's curbside pickup or whether that's direct delivery or contactless direct delivery. Uh, and then third, make sure to, to be present online and tell people what's going on. I saw lots of um, gyms, stores, cafes, restaurants, bars who had absolutely no information about how their opening times were affected by COVID and what they were going to do moving forward. Um, so I would, I, I love the creativity that you see now. I also believe that this will have a, a lasting change on just delivery in general. Um, and I think businesses should be creative. I honestly, I love that example of the margaritas and the, the toilet paper. Of course, it's a bit tongue in cheek. <laughs> I don't think I, I almost feel like you're buying the toilet paper and the margaritas the free gift. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever works for you, man. Uh, but toilet paper, crazy. Like this is this is just mind boggling to me. Um, but anyway, so yes, be be creative. Uh, think about what you can do. And this comes back to what I mentioned before. Don't panic and close down and be like, okay, this is it for me, but see what opportunities you have. The the communication there is actually something I think is is really key. So this is something we were speaking to clients about, uh, which is, you know, we're now getting bombarded by obviously emails from here's what our owner director has to say about COVID-19. But I mean, we've been talking to people about actually on their websites, you know, it it's at the front of everyone's mind. So we work with some companies who are still providing their services and they've changed the way they do that. And we've been having conversations saying, look, you just need to have this at the forefront of your site. So when people, you know, do get there, they can be reassured that you have thought about this. There is a procedure in place because otherwise if there's nothing on there about it, they're going to have all those second thoughts about, well, can, can they still do this? Is it safe? Um, so by, you know, telling people, 
we've thought about it. This is the plan. It's safe. Here's here's what's going on. We'll let you know. I think that instills a lot more confidence in people. Yeah, and I think you can even burn your brand to a degree. Honestly, I'm really annoyed by all the this is how we handle COVID emails that just talk about what the business does for itself, but do not include what the businesses do for the customers. Right? All these airlines, I booked I booked a lot of flights this year because I was scheduled for a lot of conferences. And you know, all I got back from a lot of these airlines is a video of their CEOs saying how concerned they are and and how they take care of their, of their employees. And that's important, of course, but hey, I wanna know, like, can I get a refund? Uh, like, what are you gonna do about the flights? Are you still flying? So I feel like there's a lot of kind of like shallow information that just annoys people, but doesn't give them the information that they're really looking for, what they're really, you know, like what they're really um, caring about. So I, I do hope that businesses start to realize that and stop sending these kind of empty emails that are just clogging our inboxes. I had a conversation with someone about this yesterday, actually, because they were saying, um, you know, what do we do as marketers? Because if we if we, you know, use COVID-19 or we talk about that, then we're profiteering from it. And if we don't mention it, um, you know, we're callous and, and not thoughtful. And the conversation I had with them was, you know, don't think of it in terms of marketing. Do what's right and what you can do to help people. And you're already doing that job because I think people will remember the brands that have been good to them after this. This is a real crunch time. You know, like I've seen lots of people talk about flights and talk about companies that were really helpful to them and, you know, were communicative and gave them refunds and got them sorted. And other companies and other brands that have just been, you know, dug their heels in for whatever reason. And I think people are going to have a long memory about those brands after this. Oh, 100%. I certainly will. Uh, I, again, uh, also booked a lot of Don't hotels. Don't name any and... names. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say, like, I'm not going to name who, who did what, but it was one very big, good hotel chain that immediately refunded my money. No problem, sir. What can we do for you? Is everything fine? There was another chain, you know, where they're not receptive to anything at all. And that, as you said, people will remember that. And if you want to burn your brand right now, there's a good opportunity to do so. At the same time, you know, what I recommend for most businesses is first of all, position yourself as a partner, right? Like make, like give people the sense that we're all in this together, which we actually are, and that you're doing your best to take care of the customers first, right? So anyway, I, I'm just getting worked out about this whole topic, but some companies really haven't, haven't understood what's going on. So uh, our listeners as well, I've got something concrete in the show notes um, i'm gonna put uh, a link to an article that was put together i think it was a couple of years ago now and it's a it's a really good piece uh, that argues essentially cutting budgets in marketing hurts more than it protects businesses uh, it's obviously a generalization and you need to look at each case individually uh, it's got a lot of evidence to support those claims though from the UK's Institute of Practitioners in Advertising. So it's a, it's a credible study. Uh, and a quote that stands out is that it's better to maintain a share of voice during a downturn and the longer term improvement in profitability is likely to greatly outweigh the short term reduction. And it, it goes into this in quite a lot of detail with examples. And I found it um, a really nice thing to share with our clients just so they can start thinking about that and maybe not have the knee-jerk reaction, as Kevin said, of kind of just curling up and clamming up, uh, which is most likely, you know, going to be more damaging in the long term. Obviously, if, you, if you've if you got cash flow problems, if you don't have cash, you don't have cash, uh, but it's not 
wouldn't be necessarily my first thing to to cut. That um, article is actually republished by um, an agency called Fountain Partnership. And the other thing I want to mention is, and I'll put a link to this as well in the show notes, Fountain Partnership are conducting a very large survey of agencies that is talking about how clients are reacting to uh, to COVID-19. So are they spending more the same, less on marketing? Are they pausing it? And that's at fountainpartnership.co.uk forward slash agency survey. So if you do run an agency, uh, go there, fill that out. They're going to publish and share the results with everyone. So it's going to be really interesting and, and kind of help everyone see what everyone's doing and what's going on. Because I think a lot of the the downturn is because of not necessarily what's happening, but the uncertainty of what's coming and how long it's going to be for. So information like that, I think, can help everyone ride ride it out. So, Kevin, do you have any specifics in terms of SEO and PPC? Um, because, you know, I've, I've heard people saying about how they've actually um, managed to improve things by things like switching around when they've noticed changes in search or intent. So they've sort of changed page titles to include things like, you know, online because they saw a shift in search behavior. Uh, we've certainly spoken to brands about um, how they're changing PPC and SEO strategies. What would be your sort of thoughts on how companies might approach that if they're doing SEO and PPC at the moment? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so first of all, we are usually, when, when we go into a crisis like that or into recession, then what we're seeing are two opposing forces. On the one hand, we have kind of the notion or not the notion but kind of the best practice to cut the fed as quickly as possible to go through through a recession and when i mean cut the fed i mean cut unnecessary budget and spend um, because it has shown in the, in the last couple of uh, recessions and economic crises that the companies that make bigger cuts earlier on have a higher likelihood to survive on the other hand we have the importance of brand and marketing. So at the same time, um, statistics and case studies and research papers show that brands that cut marketing spend too drastically also had a, like, a higher likelihood of going under, of not making it through the recession or, or the crisis. So what it comes down to is, first of all, you want to, again, like you want to cut the fat, you want to cut all that's unnecessary kind of uh, keywords that are not performing well on Google ads, um, investments in SEO that have a high risk and low uh, chance of succeeding. And uh, you want to kind of return to a place of efficiency and hopefully profitability. So by the way, one of, this, uh, one of the outcomes of those case studies was also that companies that don't have a year of runway might be potentially at risk. Now that's, that's a very long time, right? But I just wanted to bring that up to put it into perspective. Now, SEO, I think has a very good um, chance of not being cut because it's a very cheap channel and it's a very important channel because um, you already have your customer base or potential customers who have an intent who are looking for something and you might fulfill that need. So you don't need to create market demand or market stimulus. On the other hand, I also see good times for Google ads um, and I mean like Facebook, sure, pretty much most online advertising that is performance driven. And that's because part of the Fed is all the stuff that you can measure reliably. Part of that is, you know, like our TV uh, um, brands campaigns uh, or maybe even display and whatever is not easy to measure. Um, so I think, you know, Facebook ads, Google ads, good times ahead because you can 
um, you can you can uh, cut down what doesn't work well, and you know exactly what you get for your spend. So, for example, in two thousand nine, towards the end of the last recession, um, there was an article by New York Times that showed that the um, the spend on Google Ads increased by fourteen percent. That was the first quarter of two thousand nine. So, in the midst of the of the last recession, and it just showed that people, or better said, companies, revert back to channels that they can control better. Now, what I also see for the SEO side is that, first of all, um, your search volumes might fluctuate heavily, and that's simply because um, people might search more, certain verticals might uh, get way less searches, like events, um, offline entertainment, travel, tourism, um, and that might kind of um, change the the search landscape tremendously right so you, first of all like look at your search volume and look at how it changes and then also perform keyword search more often uh, because you want to see what other keywords slowly gain traction what other trends are emerging um, based on that kind of new uh, situation that we're in and based on changing consumer behavior and then lastly i, I think for for seo what i see coming also is um, that paid links will become a bigger topic and that's simply because smaller publishers and blogs um, might sell more of what they have, right? And, and a backlink is something that you can get money for relatively quickly. Uh, and that's due to a higher pressure to monetize your projects or your site. Um, so I think that's something that we're seeing as well. And in the midst of that, um, I also think that relationships are going to become more important uh, when it comes to content partnerships or to link exchanges, link swaps, those kind of things. So um, that's what I see for SEO and PPC right now. That's, that's really interesting. I think that reflects a lot of the conversations, certainly, that we've had with clients over the last week. So to broadly uh, break it down to two categories, we deal with a fair amount of clients that I would say are lead generation in that, uh, you know, they do SEO and they do PPC. And the the aim of that is to get people to contact them to, to buy their services. Now, those people generally have been quite badly affected uh, in terms of coronavirus, in terms of they had cancellations and they have less people converting. So the general approach we've taken with those clients um, has been, as you've said, with the performance channels like PPC to scale back on everything apart from the highest performing uh, key phrases. So we're not doing as much kind of exploration, like you say, or, or brand. Um, and actually what we've done, some of those clients um, have, I think quite wisely, actually increased their investment in SEO uh, because they're now in a situation where some of their their staff obviously um, aren't as busy as they used to be because they don't have the same volume of, of calls. But we're actually in the the situation uh, that's probably quite rare for for people that are consulting on an SEO, which is we have some clients actually saying, "Well, we actually have spare capacity to do all that content stuff on the site that you said was going to be really great, but we've just been too busy to do up until now." Um, so we've actually managed to get clients to actually redeploy some of their staff um, and then working on doing all the things that kind of everyone knows that are important but maybe not urgent sometimes on a site about improving the content um, and actually focusing on SEO and seeing if we can start to get some momentum for in you know six months plus when everything is going to come back uh, or start to come back around we hope um, and they're there to capitalize on that um, and the same actually with 
we've been discussing even uh, e-com clients. So people that are 100% digital based and people who have physical locations as well, what they can do with staff and um, the the restrictions that are in place. So a bit like we saw earlier with our margaritas and toilet paper, we've had conversations with um People say with showrooms doing virtual tour, like live tours of their showrooms and taking questions about products that can then be ordered and delivered through the site. And again, they've looked at redeploying um, staff. And we've actually, as you have there in, in some e-commerce uh, sites, we've actually seen the, the search traffic going up. Um, so for some things, again, I didn't really expect. So even things like kind of home garden stuff, I think some people are like, well, I'm going to be inside for a while, so I want to make it as nice as possible. So have you got, uh, we're, we're kind of coming to the end, we're, we're already at half an hour. This is going really quick, Kevin. Um, have you got any kind of closing advice you, you could give people as a, as a, as a takeaway for, for business owners or for, for in-house marketers, something that they can hold on to and, and think about as we go over the next few weeks? Yeah, absolutely. So again, know your customers, um, know what's going on in the world and, and kind of be as lenient as you can with them. And uh, one thing that I would suggest uh, or invite businesses to do is to not necessarily go for the hard conversion, but for the soft conversion. And what I mean by that is that people in shock are probably going to be very reluctant to make important or big decisions. And they might be quickly annoyed by any sort of outreach or direct marketing that you're doing so instead try to see you know if you can get them to to do a soft buy-in or a soft conversion in the realms of imagine you send your customers an email and you're like hey you know like do you want us to to pause communication for a couple of weeks or do you want, want to continue yeah, right so you kind of let the customers decide um, and the same goes for example for backlink outreach so you could say something like hey um so you, you do cold outreach and you, you would you write something like, hey, like we're interested in backing from a side, blah, blah, the, you know, the, the common stuff. Um, would be okay if I follow up in a couple of weeks um, instead of for you to make this decision right now. So this way, you know, if they come back to you and say, yeah, sure, follow up in a couple of weeks, it's just not like the right time where I don't have the headspace for it. Um, then customers can show a bit of interest, uh, but don't have to make the decision right now. And I see the same for sales, for example, right? So uh, instead of like approaching people and be like, okay, like do you want to sign right now or what's what's up? Um, try an approach of saying, hey, like I know this is a hard time. I know things are uncertain. Would you be okay to postpone this for a week or two? And I think the likelihood and the chance of then eventually closing the deal or selling the product is much, much higher than pressuring people in this time of uncertainty um, to, to, to close a deal. And I think as businesses, we need to be creative in how we provide that kind of soft buy-in or soft conversion opportunity to our clients and customers. I think that's brilliant advice, Kevin. The other thing I'd throw in at the end of that is, you know, when I, I really like the point you've made and I hadn't actually thought about it in this way that people are in this kind of longer state of shock because this is completely uncharted territory for, you know, people as people as well as businesses. Um, the other thing I, I, I think I've appreciated brands doing is that just to realize that a lot of people, as you said, are having to be at home, social distance, having to isolate, which is a big change for the majority of people. And there are a lot of people who are legitimately going to be, uh, you know, bored and anxious a lot more than usual. So I've seen, you know, brands doing 
stuff that is kind of a little bit maybe off brand, a bit more human, a bit more fun, just to relieve that. Um, and I've seen a lot of people respond very positively to that. So as Kevin says, if you can get creative in either of those ways, I think that's going to serve you well over the coming months. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Mario, thank you as well. Uh, it was a great conversation. I'm glad to be on. So the Search with Canada podcast will be back in one week's time on Monday, the 30th of March. You can get the transcription of this episode with all of the links to everything we've talked about, all of the resources. And actually, there's one other thing I did want to mention at the tail end of this, uh, which is Dom Hodgson, a very, very lovely chap that's come spoken at Search Norwich uh, before, has started a website, which is searchstarterpack.com. And he's pulled together a load of software providers uh, and other services that are offering uh, free or massively extended trials of their software to help kind of start up and young and small companies that are struggling at the moment kind of with with costs and keeping running so it's searchstarterpack.com so do check that out as well um, but all of the other resources including that one will be on our show notes which will be at search.withcanda.co.uk uh, and apart from that i hope everyone stays safe and that you'll listen again in a week's time <laughs>